we had great situational hits as a team, and I think that was a big part of us moving on and getting into the World Series. I like to say, you know, like the first 30 games, uh, you see the league balance out. When we get there, you know, we'll know more about our team, and you know, like, and we'll know what we really need to do. I've seen the inside of the clubhouse, how these guys get along together, the, the coaching staff, the manager. It's a well-oiled machine as far as uh, continuity. There's no easy games in baseball, but we have teams that we should play very well against. Good morning, everybody. Speaking of sports, the short version. And happy Friday. Nothing like a one nothing win. We get more pitching. And uh, what do you know? We wake up and we're 500 team. Didn't seem like just yesterday the season was lost and everybody was panicky and it couldn't happen. And uh, you got to win some close games. You got to win a couple games that don't look obvious. You got to play Cincinnati, Colorado, and the Marlins. That helps a lot, right? And you wake up and it's uh, it's 500, and you're going on the road, and it's a win that you really needed. I always say baseball's a game of ricochets. I've said that all my life. Nothing could have been truer than yesterday's game where Seattle didn't hit a lot of balls hard, but they did hit a few balls on the barrel with runners on base right at people. And uh, ball to right center, Casty makes a not a great catch, but a good catch. You know, that ball's four feet. Either way, you got a you got a double, triple, and a two on ball game. JT Crawford hit a ball right on the barrel, double play. You know, if you double him up, that you know, the ball's hit hard. You know, right at Turner. That's baseball. And if the balls are hit at you more than the other team, you normally win the game. But we'll take uh we'll take a one nothing win and once again talk about the pitching. It looks like it's just going to continue to improve. Stram with an unbelievable game, 5.1. Coach came out to get him because of what happened the other night with Faller, no doubt about it. And he could say all he wants before the game that he's got 80 pitches and whatnot. But he knew who was coming up. He knew where the ball game was. He wants to win that desperately to get the 500 before he goes on the road for a pretty tough road trip with Houston, the Dodgers, etc. That's in, in Coach's mind. We've all coached games where it's a must-win. That was a, like crazy to say, right? Yeah, but he wanted to be at 500. The organization wanted to be at 500. And the bullpen is so lights out right now. Yesterday you have another situation with Sir Anthony, Roggins, Soto, Kimbrell. What's up with him looking like a real closer like the old days? When you look at the last three games, you're talking about two hits and one run and three. 13 innings and 14 strikeouts, the bullpen is ridiculous. And great teams with great bullpens, they're the perfect marriage. But you got to really be impressed with Greg Kimbrough. I mean, he's starting to look like the old guy. Eight appearances, innings pitch, one run, three hits, 11 Ks. I mean, are you kidding me? And they're all a member of the 98 club, Soto, Alvarado, uh, Sir Anthony. I call him Sir Smoke. They all throw 98. And the Phillies have never, in my lifetime, had a bullpen that comes in and throws pure heat. I love the gas. You throw in a couple corners, and it makes them devastating. Is it the best pen in baseball? Will it be the best pen in baseball? You know, yesterday we talked about the best lineup in baseball to be. I think it's going to be the best bullpen in baseball, and that's two best. There's only so many categories to a game, right? We're probably never going to say best D. Check that. And we're probably never going to say best base running team. Check that. But run production, I like them. Bullpen, I like them. Starting pitching, you know, you could convince me. 
but we'll have to see about that. Interesting bottom of the second with uh, Casty and his uh, scoring from first. Now, let's, let's talk about that play a little bit. There's a lot to unpack on one run. So he's taken off for second, and it's no, it's not three two with two outs. So where is he going? What does he know? What what what, what do the analytics show? How can he be running? Uh, Clements is up, and he, there goes Cassie for second. That was shocking in of itself. And then we have a single kind of sort of in the gap, and you don't think that Cassie's going to score on that, and you don't really get a good replay either. I had to look at it on replay last night about 15 times, and what you see is that the throw uh, comes in over the second baseman over the cut into the the pitcher circle it's cut and there's a half uh, ass throw to second which gets away from the middle infielder and Clemens is save and Cassie scores from first on a technical single with an RBI you don't see that too often Seattle really botched the play what you need there kids is the middle infielder's got to go out deeper for that cut for the play at the plate and another 10, 15 feet to the outfield, then the outfielder that makes the cut turns around and, and has a reasonable target, hits him quick, and the relay player knows he's hot. He knows with Cassidy running, I got to play at the plate. Instead, they threw over everything to the middle of the infield, and it was too late. If the throw went through, uh, Castellanos is safe. If it was cut with a real quick pivot, it looked like it would have been close. Instead, they cut second, and they, they botched the play. But the, the relay's got to come from deeper. you got to go out and greet the throw from the outfielder another 20 feet from where they were, and you have it played to play. So a big mistake, but by Rodriguez on the throw, and it gives the Phillies a run which you think, okay, it's a big deal. It's one run. That's not going to matter in this game. And it, it does matter. Uh, let's move to the eighth inning. Uh, Stott uh, singles. You have two outs. Turner up, who is in a free fall. He takes off for second base. I uh, heard a lot of criticism after the game. Uh, I think it was Howard Eskin, who, you know, his, his best sport's definitely not baseball who says he only shows up for press conferences when he's there to grill. If you hear Eskin's question, you know one thing. He's there to grill our, our Phillies manager. Now, you don't see that ever in football for what that's worth. But when you see Eskin at a, at a presser, you know he's going after the Phillies manager. He's not there to say, hey, Skip, nice win. And, of course, he questioned him twice. Neither question made any sense. He was saying, well, you know, why are you stealing with Turner up? Well, you look at what the player's giving you lately when you're managing your, your your team, and right now Turner's not giving you much, and he doesn't figure to give you a double. I'll take my chances for a very important insurance run to go up one nothing, and I'm sending him there, and uh, especially with the stealing percentages up to, like, you know, 195%, ha-ha. It's a good attempt, absolutely, Huge insurance run, up one nothing. Didn't work out. They made a play, as they say, right? But are you going to ask for three hits with two outs? I I used to never do that. You know, I didn't believe in three hits with two outs. I really didn't. 
So I'm going to try to manufacture a run. If I get a two-out knock, I'm going to try to turn that into a, my my extra run. As we said, there, there was a lot of breaks in the game where things just ricocheted right. But you get that in baseball, and none of those ricochets matter if you're not pitching. And they were you know, had an unbelievable game. And the fact that they're 500 is psychologically big. It's big for the organization. If you had to thank anybody for that, the old saying, just what the doctor ordered, well, when they were way below 500 and they played Cincinnati, Colorado, uh, I would say that was just what the doctor ordered to get him back to 500. It gets much tougher now because you have a bit of a gauntlet, you know, with uh, the Red Sox are hitting. Yeah, I have Houston, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox. So there'll, there'll be some offense. It'll be a true test of our pitching with Nola and Wheeler, I believe, and I think Fowler's the third one lined up. And Houston can be a very tough act at home. And uh, you have a rematch. So I'm excited about that. But, you know, the pitching is unexpected. And the the, the guys that he's picked up, uh, I'm sorry, Dombrowski's picked up, he, he gets these seemingly obscure players and – it complement teams, and he's done that his entire career. He's he's done it this year, and these guys are making a difference. You know, you've got people in the in the bullpen. Ortiz is a great example. I was kind of stumbling for that. You know, ERA one point two nine. Who who's Ortiz? Luis Ortiz. Okay, and now is that sustainable? One point two nine. No, I'm. We're all betting not, but. For the time being, the guy's come in, he's doing a job, and you're asking yourself, where did he come from? Now, you know, it takes a village. It's not just Dombrowski's. Nowadays, they have 5 million scouts. They have international reps. And, you know, there was a time not too long ago the Phillies organization had a handful of those, and now everybody's got a lot of international scouts, player development, the whole thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a big sleeve, big silo to produce, you know, these players that – sort of innocuous you know you don't come with a big uh, resume and they're very very helpful when you put together the 25 uh, actually 40 man man roster to be able to draw from that's huge so you know if you told me at the end of april they were 500 and and they were losing the hoskins and you, and you knew harper i would i would probably take it i would want for more but if that's kind of getting the rust off 13-13 and, and, and let's go play ball on uh, the West Coast, I would have accepted that. You know, it's a long season. So the games where people are panicking 10 games ago saying, <laughs> I'm not going to name who said it because I like the guy. He's on the Phillies you know, broadcast team. But post game saying, this is a must win. And I was just laughing. Like 162-game schedule, all kinds of dynamics is going to change with Harper back and other things are going to happen high points of the schedule, weak points of the schedule. And he was calling the game a, a must win after the Phillies had like four wins. And, and, you know, that's just absolutely crazy. There's there's no must win game in April in baseball of 162, my friend. There's no must win. But they're back to, back to 500, and that's music to our ears. Where can I be wrong about almost, oh, that coffee looks good, about everything I said, uh, 
I could be wrong because they're still not tested, of course. You got Houston. You got the Dodgers. Not the same Dodgers, okay? The schedule's, I think, tougher. You could debate that because of the division we're in. You don't want to play Atlanta or the Mets more. That's logical, right? But you have substitute teams with the overall schedule that are also very good. Away games are going to be tough. So schedule-wise, maybe it's neutral, but you're not into the thick of it yet. If you look at May in general, without me going through all of the May schedule, and you weighed it on a scale, and it was April, it would be a four-pound eye roast. And if you looked at May, it would be a eight-pound eye roast. It's twice as tough as April. So, of course, they're not tested yet. But so the bullpen, not tested, tested. They, to me, look like they're going to be who you're saying. You know, what you see is what you get. I mean, Alvarado, I just, it's unbelievable. Now, Craig Kimbrell, I'm expecting him to give up six runs in the next outings. I just, I don't see the same style, but dang if he's not getting up to 98 somehow. And it didn't look that way in the beginning or at the end of last year. When you put it together, if that bullpen is going to be, you know, lights out, the starters are as good as any. And with when you get Harper back, look at that lineup. I mean, okay, we resolved yesterday. I believe it's north of five runs per game. You know, that's a team that can certainly get back to the, to the postseason and, and advance to the World Series. The Braves are special. The Mets, I don't know how they find ways to not hit, but they don't hit. So I'm not worried about the Mets, and their pitching's already gone, but I'm definitely worried about the Braves. But, okay, if the Braves win the division, we make the playoffs, and you've got everything worked out during the season that's playing postseason baseball. So um, that's a wrap. 15 goes quick. Have a great Friday, great weekend. We are back on Monday. It will be a short show. We're doing the long show every two weeks, 609-828-5569. Is there anything better than the game of baseball? I mean, I said it all the time, and now that they're short the damn thing up, and uh, work out some of the problems. This is one great game. I mean, hats off to uh, the the commissioner. These are good changes, and I got to get out of here. Happy weekend. Over and out.